Bonjour, bitches. Hello. This is... A... <laughs> what accent was that? I don't know. Bonjour, bitches. Welcome to Basic Snitches. That rhyme. Oh, that was very nice. I'm bad at rhymes. And I'm French. good at rhymes, and we are your two hosts <laughs> of this podcast. So last episode, we finished Prisoner of Azkaban. Yay! And we probably said that there was going to be a special episode, but I don't know yet because we haven't recorded that episode yet. But <laughs> surprise, we got a special episode. Here we are, yes. Um, we are calling this episode our cutting room floor. This is a whole bunch of clips from all of our episodes. Well, maybe not every single episode, but the last three seasons of this show. Times where we fucked up or said funny things where I was like, this episode too long, we've been talking about Neville Longbottom for 15 minutes, I gotta cut shit out, etc. Basically anything that I had to cut, but I saved because I thought it was worthwhile. Yes. <laughs> You said all the things that I you kind of did. I was like, Tara, what do you have to say about this? Yes. <laughs> Some of these we definitely have been saving for quite a long time, assuming that this episode was going to happen, and we now have 50 minutes of content to give to you. I think it's pretty funny. I do too. Some of our best moments that never made it to your ears so far. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Oh, whoops, Yo, this, this microphone <laughs> is by Terry's ass. <laughs> I hope that that can make it to our outtakes. It's gonna make it to our outtakes, trust me. What is this? Oh my god. <laughs> I put my hand in this crack in the sofa. Ew. This needs to get cleaned out. Holy shit, here's a popcorn. You nope. It? Okay. <laughs> Can we send all of these outtakes to Brian Jackson because he will I'll die. send this direct one to Brian Jackson. Hi, Brian. <laughs> this is for you. Direct from us. We love you, Brian. Terry's sitting around the house petting pussies. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm at the office crunching numbers. Well, I'm saying this like we live together. <laughs> if there we're was, if there was ever a people. better duo on the planet, name a better duo. I'll wait. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the character from Kimmy Schmidt? Bart! I will murder you! Is he throwing up? No, he's moving the bowl oh of water. I was about to be like, dear listeners, we have a live vomit. <laughs> Finally, took him this, this long. But no, isn't the character from Kimmy Schmidt, isn't it Reverend Wayne Gary Wayne? Oh, maybe. That sounds a little bit familiar. I'm pretty sure it's Reverend Wayne Gary Schmidt, Wayne. That sounds... That's who we were talking yeah, that's, we were that's talking his... about. Yes. <laughs> but he was also Wayne. In Puffs. Yes. In Puffs. Which was have you seen? I saw Puffs most recently. I was dying at Puffs. Oh my god. It was so funny. I want to do Puffs again. And like, I'm one of those people that like, because I work in the technical aspect of theater a lot, I look for little things. Mm -hmm. And so there was moments where people would be doing things like in the background or off to the side, and I would be losing my mind laughing, and nobody else was seeing what I was seeing. Tara dancing at the Yuli Ball. (laughs) That's possibly the greatest thing I've ever seen in theater. And nobody else was looking at it. Oh, Did you see so the good. joint by chance? Yes. <laughs> it was like me, Andrew, Olivia, Tessa, when Voldemort is talking through the, the megaphone. We're passing a joint around. <laughs> did you know that it was happening? Yes, I did know so that was happening. I'm so pleased that you said that. Because I was like, what do I even do oh. for myself? 
I knew that you were by yourself, but... I literally would just, like, dance the tiniest bit. <laughs> I could not even repeat what I did. <laughs> the night that you came was the best, though. Uh, right? Which night did you come? I came Saturday night. Yeah. What was the Zach Smith that night? Was that Dick's? I think it was. Oh, oh, into oh that was the best yes. Zach Smith, yes. too, I think. I think the final dress was my favorite Zach Smith. That was the one about theater. Oh, you, yeah. You need I to send Stephen those. I've been having really weird dreams lately, and the first one is about Umbridge, and it's like an S&M situation. <laughs> and then the second one was, we come to this place that looks like magic school, but it's not magic school. And then everyone looks like us, but it's not us. We keep saying the same things over and over, and there's this guy in the corner who keeps telling us how to do it. <laughs> and sometimes someone screams, thank you, five. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it was pretty great. We were dying. And those four fuckers on stage were just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to let Oh, my there. God. That was the night. Oh, my God. You saw the best thing. So that was the night when I said the thing about, like, I go into the Forbidden Forest and all the spiders come at me and all I do is put up my hands and they all turn to dicks. I say, like, how some of them use leather teeth and I go up to Andrew and he broke visibly on stage. And that's, like, my, one of my proudest moments ever. Not even in theater, just in general. I love him. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God, it, it was great. Then they start packing fudge in the mouth hole. <laughs> then they start packing fudge in the mouth hole. <laughs> I did this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> then they start packing. <laughs> what do they start packing? I didn't get that. This is the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> Then they start packing. (laughs) (laughs) I can do this. Okay. The rat inspector is like, what the hell is the deal with your rat? Luscious boy toy arrives with Dobby in tow, and he mad, Gina. He mad, Gina. He like, mad, Gina. Yes. Let's see one more time. Like that. That's perfect. Okay, we'll try. Luscious boy toy arrives with Dobby in tow, and he mad, Gina. Hey, no one said Trelawney. I just opened the bottle of wine. We said her some point in this. Oh, listeners know, like, what I've been doing now, because now they know this is the third time that I've filled up my sippy cup. And they're like, wow, Adam, you always critiquing Tara for being a drunk. And they're like, what about you? This sippy cup is smaller than a normal bottle of wine. Don't judge me. (laughs) A normal bottle of wine, he says. So anyway, back to what I was saying about this movie. Oh, man, another drop on my shorts. It's fine. Should I pause for a picture? Hello, friends. Oh my god, look at you and your babes. I love my Busby. Do I look fat and ugly? Oh my god, will you always say that? Look at your Busby. 
Oh my god, I love it. Busby's like, I fucking hate my life. Yes. Killed me now. <laughs> this is hysterical. <laughs> it's my new favorite thing in the world. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. I also want to just tell Ron he's a dick for <laughs> calling Errol pathetic. So Errol brings Hermione's letter. He's like, finally, he's got Hermione's answer. And it says he carried Errol to a purse just inside the back door and tried to stand him on it. But Errol flopped straight off again. So Ron laid him on the draining board instead, muttering, pathetic. Listen, this poor fucking owl is doing your goddamn bidding. Do not call him names. He is a tired bitch. I don't actually know where... I don't know why, but the way you said that. <laughs> I don't actually know... Me too. Me too, Errol. Me too. Okay, really, I'm just like, don't at me, Ron Weasley. <laughs> yeah, because these motherfuckers are communicating with owls. I'm sure Ron Weasley is on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but really, like... Oh my god, it's like the modern owl post, because oh there is a bird sound. Modern owl Hoot. post. They have Hoots. Hooter. Wait a minute, maybe No. <laughs> they have Hooter. Modern owl post. Yes. No, I just, I'm just saying, like, Ron, give him a fucking break, okay? Don't call him pathetic. That's so mean. Poor little Errol. They, is, is this where they refer to him as, like, a feather duster? Yes. sits on him? It says that Percy, like, sits down. He's like, oh, what's this? And he pulls up Errol. Oh. I know. That moment, like, because there have been times where, like, you accident, like, my cats are very affectionate. And sometimes they will rub against me. And the, I'll trip over them or I'll accidentally, like, softly kick them. And I'm like, oh, my baby. And so I can imagine, like, sitting on the owl and being like, bitch, you in my butt's way. That's the street <laughs> I live on. Butt's <laughs> way. But I live on butt's way. That's what, um, that's what Percy said. He was like, oh, Errol, you in my butt's way. That's right. I had a good day. I was looking nice and you fucked it up. That's, that's a quote from the book. <laughs> No, then, he, then he was like, take this feather duster, Ron. <laughs> and Tara... And Tara... <laughs> and Ron takes it outside, and he calls that feather duster pathetic. And it's rude, bitch. Yes. So then they read Hermione's letter, which is incredibly, like, boring. <laughs> I really wanted this letter to be more interesting. It's like, oh, I'm busy with school. I hope you didn't do anything illegal to go get Harry. Hermione, well, you're, like, a couple days late, bitch. Thanks for staying on brand. Everyone's favorite show. Book. <laughs> yeah. So how does this work? Because this is the first time where we're starting, like, winner loser at the beginning of a book. We don't do winner loser. Oh. Because you already, like, we already yeah. talked about that. I mean, if we just want to be like, who's the winner and loser of the last week of life? life? I don't know. I'm it's the winner me. and you're the loser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably. Last week was the first week. Was it last week? Time has become, like indistinguishable for me because literally it's just been work and last week actually my trainer couldn't do the gym and we were on break from the podcast and I wasn't doing any theater so it was like one of my first free weeks ever and it was really weird which I count that as a win that's a win yes I and Tara is an egg beach I'm what an egg remember oh my god from Christmas yes (laughs) shit (laughs) 
So Adam used that voice to do his summary, yes. and it was really hard to understand. I didn't like it on a personal level because I wanted to hear your beautiful summary that you wrote and understand it. But I will say I love how the voice called her MCG, and I was like, is that her like... I know. <laughs> that was cracking me up. Can the I tell mechanical you? MCG. At the beginning MCG. when she was like, I'm Tara, <laughs> I had to put in, I'm T-E-A-R... A. Did she call me fucking Tara? Yes. She can die. I was like... Karen from Australia, you must die. That's right. Well, I fired her, so... Yeah, well, she sucks. It's Tara, thank you. There are other people who spell their name like mine who pronounce it Tara. I'm not trying to be disrespectful of you, but my name is pronounced Tara. The end. Goodbye. Google Assistant, I did not ask you for shit. Do not... Oh, the tables are turned. <laughs> Alexa is living in this house. Google Assistant is like what? <laughs> have we pu- we have not published the episode yet where we're recording in our living room and Alexa starts listening in and I see it and I'm like fuck you <laughs> don't don't try this shit again. That's amazing. I'm I'm getting like a, a Google Home because I got it for free. Okay. I don't remember why I got it for free, but I'm getting it for free. But I listen to a podcast called The Hottest Take and it's like eight minutes of these people who just literally bitch about random stuff and Google Assistant is their sponsor and I listen to this podcast like every day that it's on and today for the first time ever when the guy does it and he says hey Google my Google was like I'm sorry what did you need I get the same thing with Alexa but every single time he would do it on the other recordings of the sponsorship it wouldn't come up but today my Google Assistant was finally like what's up what do you need? I'm like... <laughs> do you live with any robots? I do not yet. I love my robot, though. I do. Could you... Oh, my God. Your children would have so much fun. I know. This is why he doesn't live with robots. That's right. Do you know Jenny Lee? I do. You, you know yeah. Jenny, Jenny Lee, Taylor? Yeah. yeah. There was one point... The only time I've ever been to her house, <laughs> I added Big Fluffy Pussy to her shopping list like 11 times in a row. <laughs> this is what we do at each other's houses. We're Tim and Ryan's house. I could not even tell you. I don't know how they actually have a an Amazon shopping list because I'm sure that it's just literally them saying inappropriate yeah, things. Yeah. I actually use mine to, to shop for groceries. So I why, it out. actually why Adam doesn't invite people to his house because we are like, what inappropriate shit can we put on Adam's shopping yeah. list? It's always Bender, Ben, Benedict Cumbernat. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to talk about. <laughs> But it's a cover mask real doll. Yes, I'm going to drink some water. <laughs> That's always on there a lot. But yeah, the best thing then is to be like, Alexa, what's my shopping list? And then she says, big fluffy purple. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen's like, I'm never getting robots oh my God. <laughs> Now I have to really watch for when I go to people's houses and they have it. Yes. Uh-huh. Add inappropriate things to their shopping list because that's what true friends do. Yes. Amazing. Yes. I, love it. I mean, even just like just pickles. Add <laughs> pickles like fifty <laughs> times in their list. Although now my um, Alexa is starting to get smart, and she'll be like, "You already have shampoo on your list. Do you want to add it again?" And of course, in that instance, never. But if I'm at someone's house. I need to add that shit over and over and over again. so great. I have a lot of, like, baking stuff. Like, I want to, like, bake more. Like, I watch the Great British Bake Off. I want to eat baked goods more. Well, good. Maybe that'll become a new thing. I'll make, like, cookies and stuff. 
I'll like, I made a lot of cookies on. around Christmas. Yeah, and, like, I had some of those cookies. They were good. Yeah. Some of them were bullshit. I don't like I cooking. made these, like, ginger ones, and I had, like, star anise, and, like, I crushed it with a border and pestle, but not apparently not fine enough, because there were big pieces in there. There were some big pieces, but when there wasn't, it was very good. Thank you. I agree. But, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I just want to bake more. I have a lot of that, and I have a lot of, like, planty stuff, like, things for all of my plants. I have, like, a little terranium greenhouse thing and i have a lot of uh, house stuff too like You're i have a fucking nerd i want a giant like patio umbrella oh that's fun yeah i want to really just make like the exterior my the interior of my house is very nice it the is. exterior of my house like i need to paint my house this year it's fine i mean yes you want to paint your house that's yes. important to you for anyone listening adam has a very nice house and Thank it you. doesn't like it looks fine on the outside it's just not what he wants that's right i'm a perfectionist also oh for my god with, what I have some video games. I have a lot of house stuff. I like. I want baking items. Mine is probably cheaper, so just buy me books. Thanks. I want a smart thermos. Oh my! Not a smart thermos. <laughs> what the fuck is a smart thermos? <laughs> a smart thermos is a thermos that you can control with. I'm not going to say her name because she's to start listening to our conversation. She's already listening to our conversation. Yes, she is. Fuck you. Oh my god, she she because you said that she's going to murder me tonight. Thank you. <laughs> A smart thermostat so that I can control my thermostat with said robot that we aren't going to mention. <laughs> Bless. I'm allergic to that bitch. Yeah, she made you do that. <laughs> She's already controlling you. Before I get into that, I really, I can edit it this way, but you said informational stuff and I was going to be like, can you just say information? <laughs> I was like, girl, <laughs> you're working too hard. It's like an information download. I, I was going to say it, and it was like, I'll, I'll edit it. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll fix me. If you left informational stuff in there, you better take that. Go back. You better go back and take that Find out. Find a way to fix that it. That is not fair, and that is not nice. <laughs> Find a way to fix it. That is hilarious. Information. Cut this and put it over <laughs> There it. we go. Yeah, so it'll be like, this is what it's going to sound like. It's <laughs> like, so right then, we're unpacking a lot of information. It's gonna be it's gonna be very seamless. Even if you're able to cut it, please just do that. I'm like, no, 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 no. So this is what it would sound like. This is extra work that I'm gonna have to do, but here we go. Okay, where we're we're, we're literally Um, on the last pages of the chapter. Yes. I have something written down here early, and now in my current state. I cannot remember. The Patronus is the first sign of time travel. What did I mean by that? Is Was there a Patronus early on? Are you talking about the stag that we just saw in the last I don't chapter? No. That turned I... out to be Daddy Stag? <laughs> most That's of this... its name, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy Stag. Well, most of this was going to be cut out because the whole thing is like, I don't know what I was talking about, but maybe this is going to end up in the cutting room floor. Uh, but Daddy Stag. Daddy Stag. It's been a long time since I've read Cursed Child, and I was actually thinking about that earlier. Do they address in there... The way the time turner works is it works by the hour. Yeah. And they go back decades, don't they? Yeah. The big conflict around the time turner, because they were all destroyed in book five, except there was one that was found that was being hidden in the minister's office... But it was like a prototype or something. You could go back to whenever, but you could only go back for like five minutes at a time or something. So that's how Albus and Scorpius fuck up everything. And then they lose that time turner or it gets 
destroyed or something, and there's one more time turner that has miraculously been hiding in Lucius Malfoy's house. And it's a it's what a, a good normal, person to have right. A time turner. And it's a normal, perfect time turner that they can use to do things. It's not well done, I don't think, but it is entertaining and it does wrap up sufficiently. It answers those questions. He spends his time doing Hogwarts during Hogwarts. What? It's, it's, it says he spends time doing Hogwarts at Florian Fortis. Homework. I'm assuming <laughs> homework. So we're just gonna make an edit right here. He spends time. It says, it says Hogwarts. He literally just does Hogwarts. They're in the freaking cafe outdoor thing. We're in the, the third book. <laughs> I will say though, I think that Harry is way too calm for the whole situation. Yes. Even in the situations where it's like there are legit hundreds of spiders around you, thousands, I'm like, he could be a little more terrified. But I also made the comment when we were watching it, he did grow up with spiders in his cupboard. So he's not necessarily as afraid <laughs> that is of true. That spiders. Is true. I don't think he's not afraid of spiders. I don't think he's terrified of spiders. He's like, yeah, this is uncomfortable, but this is where I am. Because in the book, even it says he was ready to like fight his way to the death. So maybe that's what we're going for in the movie. I don't know. I feel like he's too calm now. It's nightmare inducing. Ron is not ever mentioned as being like this skilled wizard or whatever, but he's always loyal. Even like in the fourth book when Ron and Harry are going through their bullshit and Ron's just jealous of Harry. Also, there's no part of me that doesn't believe that Ron deep down is like, but this is still my best friend and I love him and I'm just fucking pissed. Ron, don't fuck with him. Yeah. Do not. He is a good guy. He pisses me off a lot, but he's such a good guy. This, in this book, he doesn't, though. I think in this, this book... This is a really good book for Ron. Yeah, we've talked a lot about how he has so many wonderful moments and how he's grown and stuff. And this is nice because it's also before kind of like angsty Ron comes in. Very well could be. I mean, again, I might eat my words on this, but I think that maybe is even his strongest book. <laughs> yeah, he has some down points like there are several times when i've taken points away from him for you know the car incident and whatnot but there are so many other moments where like he learns his lesson and you can see his friendship grow between the two of them and I, it's really nice this is one of those instances where i'm paying a little bit more attention to book around the movie ron in the movie i think that he's a little bit more of like the goofy sidekick but in the movie book ron is not done any justices in this no especially most of the time he's not thank god for rupert grant we'll talk more yeah. about him later in the book though i think he's a little bit more fierce and i like that I have so much respect for Ron facing this terrifying, this is terrifying. Ron goes anyway. Mm -hmm. There are spiders everywhere. I know that at the end of the chapter, violently ill, but like he's literally being forced and actually not given the opportunity to really assess what it means to face one of his darkest fears. Mm -hmm. He goes without actually that much pressure into the forest it's kind of amazing when you think about it because he does this kind of like unprovoked almost i guess like mm -hmm. well what i mean by that is like harry just kind of like is like okay we're doing this thing yeah and then once they're in the thick of it it's like well this is what it is 
Also in the movie, it's not as terrifying, which I mean, again, still this early, it is a movie that is a little geared towards children. I am So you don't want to turn it into an arachnophobia. It's still terrifying. It's still terrifying, absolutely, but... I will say that I think that the way they get away with it being so fucking terrifying with, like, the spiders when they look up and, like, Rupert Grint and his facial expressions at seeing those fucking spiders, he is a fucking genius. But more specifically, like, in the filming where they, like, look up after Ron finally gets Harry to be like, fucking look at these goddamn spiders. It's terrifying. I find Aragog to not be that scary. I mean, I'm lying. She didn't find Fluffy scary either. She like them when they big. No, okay, so Fluffy is not scary because Fluffy is a puppy. Sure. Aragog is scary because he's a fucking spider, but he doesn't look that terrifyingly large. It's the other spiders, the ones that are, like, the size of, like, a Great Dane, not the one that's yeah. the size of, like... Because they're more, like, attacking them. Well, and, and Aragog isn't attacking them. And for whatever reason, I expect Aragog to be even bigger, and he's not. So In so the book, he is described as being bigger. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, when you think about the other two, they're a little bit more stoic and stuff, whereas, mm-hmm. which plays really well into the Ron character and the whole Weasley family and everything. Which is great, because I yeah. think that the movies kind of do Ron a disservice, so as far as, like, giving him the opportunities to say some of his lines, like, the yeah. whole scene where they're talking to Harry about being a parcel mouth, Hermione gets a lot of Ron's lines. Yeah. Ron doesn't get to be the one that explains things, where Hermione knows the things that Ron should be explaining. So I really appreciate just knowing that that child is wonderful. It's like Ron really is like the comic relief in the trio. Yeah. Whereas Hermione's like the smart one and then Harry's the hero. I think that's kind of what they fall into a lot. In the movies, it's very clear. I think the books are not, which is perfect. Exactly. Which is the point. I think maybe they fall into that a little bit less in the later movies, but not, not completely. Like I even think of... moments in like the sixth book and stuff where ron is still playing like the comedic best friends i mean it serves the purpose in the movies but it's not accurate to the book and i would be better in the book speaking of the actors exchange of looks between lockhart and snape before they do the duel i was like someone's gonna die between the two of them you know it's lockhart which i wouldn't be completely like upset with but like you said earlier i really do think there are more forgivable moments for both of them but then they completely like fuck it all up like which is usually how it goes for both of them anyways so apologizing also or i shouldn't even say apologizing maybe it's more forgiveness I don't necessarily know if forgiveness is a big thing here because it would be, you know, Hermione forgiving Ron, perhaps. Uh, and a little bit of vice versa, you know, Ron was disappointed as well about scabbers. But forgiveness oftentimes is more for the person that is doing the forgiving mm-hmm. rather than the forgivee. You have to kind of let that go and be able to move on. In this case, both of them kind of have to let this little thing go because there's a lot of shit happening that they need to focus on. Uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert for you. Ron, now between last episode and this episode, is at negative points. Oh no, Ron, you better get your shit together. I know, right? Okay, this is the other big thing. He is tied with Percy. Okay, listen, neg- Ron, you gotta get your shit together. At negative five, the both of the twins, and I'm sure Ginny, are above him. Oh. And his parents. Oh, and Sanskrit, it means star. Too bad I'm fucking Irish and Celtic as hell. 
What's Sanskrit? Gaelic, Irish, English, Sanskrit, meaning queen. Fuck yeah, bitch. Star, goddess of the sea, diamond. The name is popular in Ireland and Australia. In Ireland, it is derived from the hill of Tara, which I've already mentioned. And somehow I was like 56th on that list. I don't know. How? Potato High School. <laughs> oh, but really, like, I don't even remember who was anything in our class. And I didn't get that in my yearbook. Yeah, I can hardly remember everybody else. I know who is most musical and most dramatic with me, but that's it. Steve might have been a thing the year after me. <laughs> but, like, a most You heard it something. here first, Steve. You might have been a thing. <laughs> like, the most something. So, my ex-husband got something most... We don't need to... Yeah, fuck him. him. But Steve is important, and he may have gotten a thing because he's pretty great. We'll ask him shortly while we're Feel like, were you most likely to, to to eat cheese? <laughs> I wish my high school had done that Me one. Too. That been- I would have gotten three. <laughs> my baby fat lady. I love the fat lady. Mm. It's dark French in the movie, which is why. I love Don French. Mm. Love Therefore, I love the fat lady. She's great in the third movie specifically. Well, the previous fat lady, too, was a different actress. That's true. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah. different. From, was she in the second movie at all? <coughs> the fat lady? Maybe? I don't, I don't I think she remember. was. I don't think she was. She said that but in the first one, it's just password. Right. And then Don French comes in, and she's like, oh, I'm an opera singer. <laughs> <laughs> and no one is mad about it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Ooh, how amazing. Oh, I broke the, my voice. The, the, the voice. <laughs> Love. Love it. Love her. If I blew up my aunt, my Aunt Patty. We're going to choose which one. Aunt Patty, you ain't listening to this. If you are listening to this, hit me up. (laughs) My Aunt Patty is my mom's older sister. My mom is the youngest of three. And we don't talk to Aunt Patty anymore. She is bitch aunt. I don't think she's fat. but So my mom probably would be like, yes, bitch. Thank you for blowing that hoe up. My mom doesn't have any sisters. Really? My dad doesn't have any sisters either. My dad has one sister. My stepdad has three sisters. I don't know that we'd blow up any of my aunts. Yeah, the aunts are all pretty good. That's good. It's good to have good aunts. Now, if you'd like me to blow up some uncles. My uncles are a little bit more chill. Uncle Chris is pretty cool. Uncle Dennis, a little weird. Probably what I'm going to be like (laughs) when I'm that age. I'm not kidding you. My uncle has like 13 cats. Cats are great. And he lives in the middle of the woods. I mean, that's the dream right there. He also works for the United States Postal Service. So you know he got those good benefits, those government benefits. Hey, you know what? He's living his best life. And honestly, I respect it so hard. Fuck the child. Don't fuck the child. That would be Tara's line. Be from if you remember when she was like, I'll fuck Flippy Dinky Nutters from the earth. Never mind. Let's what? Get on with Please cut that out. There was a fuck, Mary kill. We do fuck, Mary kills this. Oh, fun. So... Be prepared. But there was a fuck Mary Kill, and I originally Dudley was in there, and then I changed my mind and added Marge into it. And he, she was like, "Wait, wasn't Dudley in there?" And I was like, "What? You want to fuck Dunk D- Duffy Dinker D- Dooders or whatever we call them now?" So are we including the children characters in these? Well, I mean, yeah, we are. Have so we? Yes, we have the Quidditch captains and oh, shit. Oh, that's right. We so did. back up on calling me out for saying fuck a child. Hashtag right. wood for wood. <laughs> There we go, wood for wood. <laughs> that would have been a really good name of the chapter. But Oliver's not even in this chapter, so it doesn't for make real. sense. Nope. Oh my god, have you seen him? He like reads tweets, and one of them is... There's tweets. There's... 
No, what? when it's like Daniel Radcliffe reading tweets about himself. Thirst tweets. Oh, thirst tweets. Yeah, yeah. thirst tweets. Yeah, yeah. Thirst tweets. And he's, he's like, I, I thought don't you know said I... there's tweets. <laughs> I thought you said too. <laughs> I was like, that, that's what you just said. Dear listeners, between the thing and now, we ordered Bob Evans from DoorDash, and then we drank more wine. Yeah. So you see. This episode's going to be a good one. A lot, <laughs> a lot happened in the two seconds between the summary and now. Yeah, right? exactly. But no, listen to the... Th- listen, or watch the video of the thirst tweets of Daddy Radcliffe. Because or just reaction, listen to it. His reaction is, he's like, Daddy, I don't think I like that. No. <laughs> he's adorable. Daddy is a weird thing. <laughs> sure. So this book... <laughs> so this book... Is Lily even in the book? Is she mentioned at all in the book? Other than when coupled with James as being yeah. murdered by Voldemort. Well, yes. There's the one moment, and it's sort of akin to that, where Lupin is like, Lily treated me so well in a time where I That's needed That's in the be. movie, not in the book. Oh, yeah. That's in the Are movie. sure? Yes. Man, I said I, that in that chapter. Okay, that's good. why well, I know. I don't got time to read. Well, no, that's okay. Back, but. That's the only reason that I know because I remember being like that. But that's why that's why I'm so disappointed by it because I'm always like, "Fuck, Lily is great. She's the fucking greatest." Let me say that again. Fucking Lily is great is what I was trying to say. Yeah, because you know what? I, I could have ended that to be like, "Fuck Lily, <laughs> fuck her." So let's say that again. But <laughs> no, 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 no. All of that is ending up in the episode exactly like that. Please take that Because it's episode. funny, because then you correct yourself. And oh. it's endearing. Oh, Adam says I'm endearing. Yeah. No one thinks I'm endearing. All Slytherins aren't evil. Hopefully I won't fuck it up and we'll still stay. Tara does the odd and I do the even because I fucked that up last book. So It's all good. We, we still got summaries in. Yes. We're still kind of a mess, so don't expect anything new this season except more hilariousness and hijinks. 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 Does that mean you want to smoke pot in no, the podcast? I don't. Oh my god. No. I mean, I don't have an access to anything, and if we did that, it would just be me giggling. We already, because I'm shit. fucking hilarious. You already laugh at dumb That's shit. That's right. Tara, if you recall, is the funny one. <laughs> And I'm sure that we will learn that from this this lovely summary that she's written me. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> All I did was drop the pad on the floor. <laughs> was, you just had the saddest look on your face. <laughs> I guess the worst thing to happen to you in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. I've drawn the line. This year officially sucks now because I dropped my pen. Hey, if that's what happens in July, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who had Tara dropping Murder her pen for July? <laughs> Social uprising, which is a good thing. Coronavirus. <laughs> Tara drops a pen. July. That's it. I talked in the past about the suits or the minor arcana in tarot. Hmm. And I talked earlier about being grounded and that how meditation helps with that. And so I always associate Earth as the minor arcana for being grounded and everything. Hey, do you know what Gaelic is for an Earth, Tara? I know. We already talked about this. <laughs> that was several episodes ago. I just wanted to say it again. Anyway, it's interesting that Hermione is having an issue with this from the get-go without even, like, considering it. Because she is such an intelligent person. So she's an air sign. And to be honest, I tend to be... Okay, when I say air sign, what I mean is... Oh, my God. On Zoom, 
<laughs> Unprovoked. Tara just turned on her lighter. Tara's fire, clearly. Because I'm Earth. We've been through this. Oh my god. Going back to this whole thing. When I say that she's air, that's like the element that she represents the most. Because air has to do with intellect and intelligence and thinking and things like that. And Earth and air tend to be the opposite of one another. If you're grounded, then you don't have your head in the clouds and you're not always thinking. So that is also another reason why I thought perhaps Hermione just doesn't give a fuck. I mean, I'm really reading into it because it's just her personality. But since we we're talking about divination, I figured I'd figure out a way to relate that back to it. The only thing that I have that is like predictory is like if you put your hands together like this, there are lines that can show up on this side of your palm and allegedly on your right hand it's how many children you want and on your left hand it's how many children you will have hmm. but i think i have yeah i have like a line on my right hand and that ain't true because i don't want no kids same i had to go back and do some research they talk about adrian pusey in this yeah and i was like wait wasn't adrian pusey the seeker for slytherin but no it was it was, was terrence Hobbs. yeah yeah but i was like i would be really fucking furious but also like good job aiden pusey for being able to play more than one position but then i looked it up and i was like oh, okay that makes sense as to why he would be mentioned both years and then i just decided that terrence hobbs was a seventh year last year which is crazy when you think about it because in the movie he looks super young way younger right. well, than or else. he was a second or third year and malfoy's father's like i got money kick and that they guy were off like, the Bye. team but also i feel like if you're gonna just throw oh, your kid on the team <laughs> who well right also that honestly i think he probably was a seventh year because if you're gonna buy your kids way onto the team and the slytherins have been like this unstoppable kick-ass team buy his way onto the team as like one of the chasers yeah like well, a seeker is so specific although malfoy is described as small and he is actually decent well maybe it was terrence hobbs that, that was the one who could do like multiple and maybe now he's like a chaser or something right you maybe know? terrence hobbs like yeah that job is fucking stressful let me hit bludgers or something Dobby, don't fuck with him. Malfoy's like, you lost me my servant. How fucking dare you? And, uh, and hair toss. Like, I think the fuck not. And Do like, Dobby is. We should not be surprised where Dobby grows in the rest of the series with how fucking loyal and lethal he, some, he is. Yeah, he got gumption. He's great. He's mostly just like can't catch a fucking snitch. Like, that kid has a broken arm. I can't believe my kid is fallible. The snitch was right by your head, you fucking idiot. You came up with a terrible joke. Scarhead? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Lucius Malfoy is embarrassed. Lucius Malfoy heard that with his sonic bat hearing. He was like, Are you? What? You are not my son. Do better. <laughs> Question, mm -hmm. why is Malfoy staying for Christmas? I don't know. I was kind of thinking the same thing. I wonder if it's maybe something having to do with the raids, but then he kind of talks about it in the next chapter. Or I thought maybe he wanted to be around for all the drama. I don't know. Oh, I mean, maybe. Maybe, like, I don't know. like, miss somebody getting, like, Yeah, because he's an asshole. And, of course, Luz is going to be like, yes, please. I want to hear all about Stay it. Stay away from the holidays. Like, don't come home for Christmas. I want you to witness Granger getting petrified or something. Right. <laughs> My only thought is that maybe, like, Lucius and Narcissus 
just uh, have something else going on, which is why I'm thinking maybe the raids, maybe it's not as smart for Draco to come home right now. But that's like a very weak like, hypothesis. Yeah, I don't know. I wish that there was some more information there because otherwise it's like very convenient for him to be there yeah. during this time well, when there's not going to be anyone else. And they're but... all like, oh, it's very suspicious that Malfoy is staying. Yeah. Do you know if they get into it in a couple chapters and we just don't remember? No, I don't think they do. Huh. Interesting. I think in the movie, both Lockhart and Snape, especially Snape, are less frustrating. Yeah. You don't see Snape cheating. You don't see Lockhart do his dropping the wand thing. It's more mild. Snape blasts Lockhart back and then they're like, oh, let's get people in the center and have them do this. And that's really all that happens. That's right. We lose all of the fighting and stuff. Yeah. And I'm okay with people. losing all of the fighting, but I it's losing something when we lose Snape cheating with Malfoy. Yeah. You don't get Snape. To, Malfoy just fucking knows the, the conjurous snake spell, mm-hmm. which he probably does let's be honest well, yeah. but well and like snape does kind of stand there in the movie and like just lets him do it you know oh and, my like, god they both are just by, terrible and he's kind of smirking at it and stuff and right fucking and then right. fucking lockhart just sits there like a gog and is like wait a minute i'll get it only expelliarmus like he's just so like delayed and like he doesn't really know what to do and it's fine for entertainment i don't think it really hurts much yeah. it's not until later on in the scene you harry speaking parcel tongue and all of that I don't care for that at all because I think that they change up the order too much. I do think that it's important to show that Snape leaned down to Malfoy and was like, do this spell. It's also just so blatantly obvious that these teachers do not have control of the situation. Hey, if it were Flitwick and McGonagall, for example, they would Uh, have had control. Flitwick and McGonagall are having a brandy in the staff lounge being like, I wonder what bullshit's going on in the Great Hall. (laughs) I don't know. And then I the, don't give the a Seinfeld shit. Seinfeld sound effect plays, and then you see this shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and chaos in the Great Hall. Girl, with the original recording it, I could not have ever put that in an episode. That was like the moment where I was like, I get what you're trying to say, me with two and a half hours of sleep. That don't make no fucking sense. So I had to go back and that's when I was like, oh, what if uh, a Hufflepuff could pull out the cup and stuff like that? I think it's an interesting thought process. Dumbledore was a Gryffindor, although I really think he should have been a Slytherin, but that's for another day. Harry is being loyal to Dumbledore, and Fox comes, and Harry is a Gryffindor, and Fox is like, here's Gryffindor's fucking hat. I know that if you are a true Gryffindor, Dumbledore probably taught him that, or he's also, you know, just he knows. It's that kind of magic. I try not to, I don't like to overexplain magic personally. I want to understand it enough so that it makes sense when it happens again. I'm not an overthinker in that area. <laughs> God, I'm such a mess. I am an overthinker. You are, so which is such a great combination. But Harry pulling. It's and not a great combination, trust me. Being an overthinker sucks a lot. But go on. I mean, yeah, it depends on what it is, but I'm not. This is not my kind of thing. I love the wonderment of the magic. This is also just a great precursor to what happens in the seventh book. I was trying to figure out, like, what if Harry had been in Hufflepuff? And he ended up in the Chamber of Secrets. Fox would still come to him if he were being loyal to Dumbledore. Yeah. There's no part of me that doesn't believe that Helga Hufflepuff doesn't have... Here's the thing. If Harry was a Hufflepuff, then the story would revolve around Hufflepuffs. And we would learn more about the history of Helga Hufflepuff and what sort of artifact might be brought to Harry. Maybe Fox brings, like, 
a fucking cornucopia because Hufflepuffs are like, woo, kitchen, whatever. And Harry's like, the fuck do I do with this cornucopia? Or earth. Like, they're, yeah, they're the like, house of the earth. Yeah, and yeah. he, like, and he like reaches into the cornucopia or something and he pulls out, I don't know, some, like, lethal gardening tools. I have no fucking idea. I gotta talk about how much more grown up Daniel Radcliffe is in this movie than the second movie. You always mention this. It's, because. It's interesting because I never pick. I'm a huge Daniel Radcliffe fan outside of the movies too. They have him dressed so neatly in the scenes here. He's wearing a button down that actually fits him. His hair is actually not crazy messy. He's very clean. He's wearing a belt. We're focusing on the fact that this very attractive young man is growing up. They kind of just make him wear clothing that fits, which is weird. That's kind of the summer thing where he's always wearing like Dudley's old clothes. I wonder if this is the movie where we care about this. Even if obviously like now he has his own money, he can get wizard clothes or whatever, and he can have clothing that fits fits him. He's wearing muggle clothing that fits him. I think it might have been an oversight. Probably. I think at this point it's different director, perhaps different True. I mean, he staff. looks great. It's scary how much more grown up he is. Not scary in a bad way. I think it actually makes a statement in the difference between the innocence of Harry at the end of the second book the Harry that believes that the Tom Riddle memory is there to help him versus the Harry that is so angry he can't control his frustration and his pain from being verbally abused by this woman who's not actually even his real yeah. aunt. That's actually maybe a really interesting contrast because you have this more mature actor. I even think of like the marketing kind of stuff and like the DVD covers and things of that. You know, working in marketing is something I'm always kind of like looking at. I think of the iconic post and like DVD cover of the first book where he is a young kid. He's a baby. To now, or I think even more <coughs> drastic is the next book, Goblet of Fire, where, you know, they're a little bit more shaggy and a little more teenager-y and the stuff. the hair is a mess. Yes. <laughs> and it is pretty interesting. You know, I never would have noticed the costuming being so much more put together. This is maybe the first time I've actually truly noticed it. I also wonder if that's just part of the choice to be like, well, Harry dresses nicer because because Aunt Marge is there so that he'll sign the form. Obviously, we overthink a lot, which I think gives this podcast a lot of color. Thinking hypotheticals a lot. In this instance, I think it truly could have been just like an oversight. It's a much smaller scene. We're seeing less of the Dursleys too now as well, and we will continue to see less and less of them, which is lovely. And to combat also what Tara said, she started to celebrate her birthdays. I stopped celebrating mine because I'm like, my birthday's around Thanksgiving. Nobody want to do shit. I mean, technically I do celebrate my birthday. I go and get a massage and get wasted. Sometimes I'll run into my parents when I'm out and about and they'll be like, come on over. We'll make dinner and get you more wasted. I don't know if I said that in my last my last birthday when I got a massage and then I went to Crocker Park, which is like a shopping center that's kind of fancy and stuff. And I was like, I'm by the spa. I'm going to go and like just walk around and stuff. And who do I see but the woman that I was cut out of 33 years ago that day, my mom. And she was like, what are you doing on your birthday? And I was like, well, I didn't really have any plans. And I was maybe going to like go home and order food and watch a movie. And she was like, why don't you come over and we'll go to dinner? And so that birthday, I got two family dinners because my parents usually take me out for my birthday. Usually they take me out to like one fancy dinner. I got two that year. So <laughs> that's a win. Bonus points for going out and meeting your parents impromptu, Travis, Lucas, and Natalie. Good luck trying to make that happen. I'm just living your life. I'm living my birthday. life and using our parents.
So when did you graduate high from high school? So let's see. Well, I am four years younger than Harry. So did you graduate in 2003? Two. You graduated in 2002. So somehow I'm three years behind you because I graduated 2005. So you're older than you think. Well, I'm not older than I think. I know how old I am, bitch. (laughs) My birthday is in two weeks. You know why? I think it's because you're a summer birthday. Were you one of the youngest people in the class? That's why. On graduation. Whoa, holy shit. Because I was one of the oldest in mine. Yeah. Because I was no Well, Harry would have been one of the younger kids in his class, too. Harry was born in 1980. So Harry's four years older than me. So I wouldn't be at Hogwarts yet. So I would not get to enjoy this fun-ass party. Which means that I'm coming in in year six or seven. So I'd be like a first year right when the caros and shit were right there. And I'd be like, peace out. I belong to a wealthy Slytherin family. I'm going to be like, mom, you're going to homeschool me. I don't want to be around these motherfuckers. And my mom would have been like, that's okay. We don't even care about those Death Eaters anyways. (laughs) I love it. That's what would have happened. And I would have survived. would have survived. Anyways. You pure blood. Yeah, how tall are you? I four. In real life? How tall are you in real life? <laughs> how tall are you in fake life? As tall as you, remember? Yeah, I'm definitely over six inches taller than you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to keep this part in, but when we were watching, speaking of me being taller than you, at the very end of the whole show, when I came over to dance with you, I put my arms around you and you fucking vanished. <laughs> I made you goddamn disappear with my giant body and my uh, lab coat on. It was like, where's Tara? (laughs) Tara's just a short person. He is writing this essay. Essay. He's writing this essay. I'm getting ready for dividing the estate. It's very sudden. It's so steely departed. Fuck! Dearly depart. We okay. We did a show a few years ago that was also Southern about death called Dividing <laughs> the Estate, and Tara was in that one, and I was producing that one, and now it's flip flopped. This one is also Southern and begins with D and is about death. I have fucked up the name a million times already, so there is audio proof that I can't get my shit together with this, but. Dearly Departed is very, very southern. Also, if he cuts this out, there's still audio proof in all the hours of recording that he can't get his shit together. I mean, go back. Remember that editing Adam moment <laughs> that I had to do when Tara's house had amazing acoustics and then we fucked Didn't. all up? <laughs> yeah. I love sunset hikes. I'm a huge fan of watching the sunset. And the last couple, I don't think anyone's going to come after me, but you never know. You need to keep a shank up in between your I need a a fucking shank. You better watch out. Anyone who wants to hurt me on a walk. You need a shank in between your gum and your upper lip. Mm -hmm. That's where you keep it. I got you that. I know you got me this. Everyone, yeah. this is Pusheen with a cookie. She's taking a bite out of it. Nobody Adam, can see it. Okay, so everyone, Adam got me a Pusheen with a cookie. I love her. You know when I bought that? Mm. I bought that when we were on the way to Pam's wedding. Sharon was my date, our friend Sharon. Yes. And she was like, I need to get them a card. So we went to a fucking Hallmark store. Like the only time ever. I'm like, wow, Sharon, you're an extra bitch. <laughs> and so as she was going around the store looking for cards i was looking for fun things i could buy because i was like i'm on vacation bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> that's when i bought that anyways I it's love a pushing she's beautiful she started eating oh my god we're both drunk anyways <laughs> there was something else that you said that was so good i wanted to <laughs> comment on that <laughs> that little giggle <laughs> i said something good <laughs> And I'm drinking vodka. (laughs) 
Okay. Usually you're not basic at all. You're very... I'm pretty not unique. basic. <laughs> I'm pretty not... But wow. Would you rather be basic or unique? I am unique. Yes. I just... I... Vodka. Obviously, I'm going to see this and be like, scroll, cut. Oh, welcome back. It's us again. Real life us, not past us from old episodes. Hi. Oh, bye. I guess this is a goodbye. Uh, well, it is. Goodbye, hoes. <laughs> but we are now going on our break but we will be back with goblet of fire chapter one on october 7th which is a weird date because right now it's the end of july right <laughs> we're That's recording really this far right we're really good at being ahead of schedule yeah and by we i mean adam he just enforces it and i have to go along hey she's here too she's the one reading and Making notes and... I do that. We will see you then. Yeah, hope um, you enjoyed laughing at us for the last 50 minutes. Absolutely. We're I funny. hope that you also enjoyed laughing at us for the last year. Yay! It's kind of hard to believe that we are already on Goblet Fire. Do you know what that chapter name is off the top of your head? The Riddle House? Oh, yeah. You're right. Actually, it is The Riddle House. Oh, okay, I was going to be like the Quidditch shit. But nope. First, we got to get into some drama. Welcome to book four. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy these next two weeks. Do something productive. Like re-listen to our podcast. You know, learn a new language, all those other things people have been saying that we should be doing during quarantine doing that, that isn't valid because everybody deals with this in a different way. And we will catch you then. Catch you later. Bye. Wash Bye. your hands. Basic Snitches is produced and recorded by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Edited by Adam Bowers. And published by Tara Corkery via Podbean. And now available for download wherever you listen to podcasts. A special thanks to all of you for taking the time to download and listen to us. We hope you enjoyed us. If you enjoyed us, please be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice. And if you didn't enjoy us, then we're sorry you're so angry. Please also connect with us. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Basic Snitches or email us at basicsnitches at gmail.com. We're excited to get more feedback from our listeners and to hear what you have to say about the questions and discussions we have on the podcast. Catch, Catch you later, snitches! snitches.